Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about animation, TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. We're reviewing the first three episodes of My Adventures with Superman. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. And I'm Clifton. My Adventures with Superman is the latest cartoon series to focus on the Man of Steel. It stars Jack Quaid, Alice Lee, Ishmael Saheed in roles of Superman, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen, respectively. The show is developed by co-executive producer Jake Wyatt. Other credits include Brendan Cloger, co-executive producer, Josie Campbell, co-producer, Carly Benzin Hardickson, associate producer, Jane Beck, series art director, Dao Hong, lead character designer, and Daniel Fucher and Dominic Lewis on music. Executive produced by Sam Register, the series is produced by Warner Brothers Animation and DC Studios and premieres Thursday nights at midnight on Adult Swim with next day streaming on Max. Alright, so let's jump into part one. Part one of the two-part pilot, Adventures of a Normal Man, opens in Smallville where we see a young boy immediately recognizable by his glasses and dark hair as a young Clark Kent. His kite is stuck up in a tree and he tries numerous ways of getting it down, showing us that he has not yet discovered his powers. He hears a speeding car on the street in front of his house. He tries to signal the driver to slow down because there's a big pothole up ahead. The car hits the pothole, skipping the tires, and sends the car careening toward a big tree. Clark runs to help, and in that moment, his powers are awakened. He speeds over, grabs the car, and stops it from crashing. Car drives off. But now he's super fast. He leaps and retrieves his kite, only now he's discovering he's flying. We have a majestic flying montage over Smallville where he pauses, takes it all in, and asks, how am I doing this? Who am I? And that's how we start the first episode. So what do we think? Just from the first, uh, what is that, a minute? Two minutes of the show? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's pretty quick. It's yeah. pretty, a lot of stuff happens in that first minute or so. Uh, I think it's a really effective, you mm -hmm. know, introduction. And it's something, we've seen scenes like this before. Right. With a young Clark. Uh, varying ages it's always a different age i think in different tellings but uh we've seen similar scenes before and i think this is a fresh way to do it it puts them a little younger i think yeah. than we see a lot of times not as young as action comics one when it's like the baby holding the barca lounger in that second <laughs> right. panel but in most of the tellings it's it's a younger one and i and i do like it i do i do like that that it is like such like a young realization to him and, and kind of innocent at the same time too. Mm -hmm. I, my first take on it was I really liked the, um, I thought the S on his shirt, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, if you're of a certain age, <laughs> right. That S is, is very telling of like, Oh yeah. yeah. So many, you know, so many books, school books with <laughs> oh, that yeah. drawn on it, you know, gives it a feeling of from another time. So, mm. you know, really cements it without actually having to do, you know, a lot of like explaining of like, well, when is this set? And, right. you know, when does Superman come of age and all that good stuff? Right. I like that a whole lot. I thought that was really clever to do it that way. Yeah, it does double duty. I mean, sure, it's like, it's a Smallville shirt or something, I'm mm -hmm. sure. But yeah, like you, that, that angular S mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. drilled into so many kids. Yes. Yeah. I had a chance to look at uh, Last Son of Krypton recently. Mm -hmm. And it has a similar scene, you know, but it's, 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 it's obviously shuffled because in that one, it's, it's after the reveal of, you know, of going to Krypton or going to see about Krypton that he has that moment of, you know, running off and then, oh, wow, this isn't so bad. I can fly. Right. <laughs> you know, that, that whole scene. And I love that scene. I think that scene in, in that show is great. 
But yeah. in this in instance, Superman the animated series, right? From Superman the animated series, yeah. yeah. From 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 uh, was it ninety two? No, ninety six. Wow, ninety six. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm old, but it's um, I I like you know I like the similarities between the two scenes, but I think this one does work well in the fact that it, that he skews him a little bit younger. I think that's a nicer bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I think it does. Again, you get a lot of. One thing I like about it is even before he really knows he has powers, he's still trying to tell that lady, hey, slow down. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is, again, telling of character. You know, that's not that's not him being super boy or Superman. It's just Clark Kent's a decent kid and he doesn't right. want the lady to hit the pothole because it could yeah. basically flip her car over or run into a tree or whatever. So and he runs after it, not knowing he has powers. Right. Yeah, there's that, too. Like, you know, like they yeah. just happen to kick in at that moment. But, right. you know. Um, yeah, something I noticed too, because like, yeah, it's all instinctual. It's completely mm-hmm. instinctual for him at that point. Even grabbing the car, stopping it, he doesn't really know what he's doing. He just knows he wants to do something, and that's right. what he does. Right. And then after he saves her, it's it's not even like he's just like, yeah, like okay, like I did that because that's that needed to be done. But when he gets his kite, like he's happy and excited <laughs> because right, yeah. like saving somebody was just instinct. Like it had to be done. Getting his kite was like a kid. Like the innocence of it, the kid being like, oh, well, this is kind of cool now. Right. I like that. I, I think it's a good decision on the showrunner's parts to make him at least an age where he can sort of perceive what's happening. As fun as the visuals of like a baby holding the tractor <laughs> over his head that we've right. seen in, in other Superman things and tellings of the origin. They're trying to give him a shot and bending the needle, all that stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. like the Kents wouldn't have a home. <laughs> no, you true. know, like, like, you know, kids are like so accidentally destructive, <laughs> right? Right. That it would be like baby Godzilla. Like there would be no Smallville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's just my thing. Like, like right off the bat, they kind of like, like made a decision and I'm like, yeah, no, I think that's the way it's got to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So we cut to Metropolis and I should say now too, that uh, we're going to spoil everything about the first three episodes. So, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> but yep. All right. So we cut to Metropolis. Young adult roommates Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen wake up excited. Smash cut to Lois waking up in her apartment, also very excited. It's their first day as interns at the Daily Planet. We cut back and forth, seeing how Lois and Clark approach this special day differently. Nervous Clark coaches himself just to be normal and hide and control his powers. Lois, on the other hand, coaches herself to be extraordinary so she could become a real reporter. Clark and Lois meet by chance at a neighborhood cafe where there's an instant attraction between the two. Clark rushes out after being sweetly embarrassed by the mom and pop owners (laughs) with a box of donuts for the staff in hand. Clark and Jimmy rush off to the planet, almost having a hit and run by a speeding garbage truck driven by a woman with an awesome haircut. (laughs) (laughs) At the planet, Lois bursts in the Perry White's office, catching wind that there's some experimental robots were stolen from a nearby military base. She assumes that she's going to get the assignment, but Perry scolds Lois, telling her that she's just an intern and that her job is to show the new interns Clark and Jimmy the ropes. She isn't to report the news, and this is her last chance to do as he says or be fired. Lois lies to Clark and Jimmy, though, saying Perry instead wants them to help her cover the stolen robot story. So, all right, there we go. What would you guys think of of (laughs) Clark's jog and and the first (laughs) meeting of Lois and Clark? Uh, I love the bit about, I got to save the cat. I had to save the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a nice, again, speaks to character of, no, no, can't can't just 
as much as I want to play things normal, I can't just pretend that this isn't, you know, someone isn't in need and I have to help them. I like that bit. I thought that was fun. Yeah. I like that he has a compulsion to help. Yes. But with no goals or presumption of becoming a hero Mm -hmm. at all. Right. (laughs) That's what I like about it. Like, oh, there's a little girl who lost her cat. Let me go help. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. At first, I kind of went, I don't know about Jimmy and Clark being roommates, but it works so well. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something similar. Where I I didn't know anything about the show going into it. I hadn't watched any of the trailers, I don't think. So I just, I kept some notes, like when I'm watching the first time, like, like not too thoroughly, but just like some quick, some quick thoughts as things happen, just so I'll remember like what I was thinking when I first saw it. And one of the ones was like, oh, they're young. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that that, like, that they weren't adults in this show. I had only ever seen the, the initial art, which, you know, I'm sure they looked young, but it's animation. Like they could be whatever age they're supposed to be. So I didn't know that they were actually like college age or I guess college age because they're interns. Mm -hmm. So it was an interesting take. I thought I wasn't quite expecting it. But yeah, for Jimmy and Clark to to be already for Jimmy to be already his pal Mm -hmm. and not not acquire him through the the Daily Planet as as normal as the telling. An interesting choice. Mm -hmm. I dig that scene so much when he goes to the the cafe Mm -hmm. and um. I, I like kind of like the small town sensibility that seems to follow him. Yeah. Where like everybody knows him in this big city too, is like the mm. guy that helps out. Right. Um, I think is really, really, really cool. And I I like I I like how smitten Clark and Lois are with each other, like right literally from the first sight of each other. Right. You know? Cause so much of the time it's Lois and Superman. Yeah. And I liked it that she likes Clark, like, right off the bat, which is cool. On top of the fact, it's kind of fun that, like, Clark is confident enough that when he sees Lois, like, he's immediately going up to talk to her. Right, right. You know? Yeah, there's none of that. There, I mean, there's, you know, kind of clumsy, awkward Clark without it being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's still, like you said, confident enough to talk to her. Um, has a nice recover with a bit about the bib. <laughs> You know, that, that doesn't, doesn't deter him from being like, well, and I, I like to think what I, what reminded me of the, 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 the small town sensibility thing kind of reminded me of, um, uh, Peter in like homecoming, Peter Parker, I should say, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Peter Parker in homecoming with the fact that, you know, even if he's not in his suit, people in the neighborhood know him. Right. And I thought yeah. it was very, it was very reminiscent of that in a good way. Like I didn't feel like it was something like they were just using the short, you know, some kind of shorthand. But at the same time I do agree with you that it does feel very much that you know, he does help out. He is known for being just a good person even out of the costume. Right. I also like that they're displaying the fact that like him controlling his powers like takes effort. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which yeah. is um it's nice when he when he like rips his shoes. <laughs> that was what that was what I never again that never thought you know I you know I thought about it. as soon as I saw him well of course you know you got to pull your shoe on with some force sometimes and his, right. his force is obviously way more than ours right so of course he would just tear a pair of shoes apart and I don't think I've ever that's a Superman bit that I don't think I've ever seen in anything <laughs> right you know I've seen like I think it's what Superman uh, 
Superman 3 where he sneezes and blows the bowling ball through the back of the, the right. bowling alley yeah. with Lana Lang's kid or, right. or you know, the bit with, um, you know, or like closing the door too hard or shaking somebody's hand too hard, but not, not the bit with the shoe. I thought right. the bit with the shoe was just the best. I thought it was so good. And in this one, he did have to remind himself not to crush Perry's hand. Yes. Yeah. Hand. yeah. Yeah. All right. So it turns out the woman with the awesome haircut is one of the thieves that stole the robots. Mm. She reveals to a cohort that they need to get the robots out of town before they're caught because all the buyers in town have dried up. So they start to move the trucks with the robots. Meanwhile, Lois, Clark, and Jimmy return to the same neighborhood cafe because Lois has some reliable sources she can chat with for leads. The source, though, is a bunch of kids whose job is to <laughs> distribute the Daily Planet's newspaper, but nonetheless, they see and hear everything in the neighborhood. So they give the interns a tip, but Perry calls Clark yelling at them to get back to the planet now or else. Clark confronts Lois about her lying to them. They have a fight, and Lois takes Jimmy and leaves to chase down the story, ranting to Jimmy about his big, dumb, beautiful friend, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. Yeah. Um, but she realizes that maybe she didn't have to lie to good-natured Clark because he would have helped her like if she just asked him. Right. Um, so that's when they stumble upon the robots being moved at the docks. The lady thief sees them, and then one of the mercenaries unleashes the robots to take care of them. Big, dumb, beautiful friend. <laughs> I yes. Big, dumb, beautiful, laughed. cowardly friend. Yes. I laughed so hard at that bit. <laughs> that's right. a good bit. <laughs> yeah. The informants I love. I love, I love the, her informants, the News Kid Legion. Oh. Great uh, Jack Kirby throwback or yes. nod through to the Newsboy Legion as it was then. Mm -hmm. Golden Age, mm -hmm. you know, classic Golden Age characters from early, yep. early days of comics. Yes. And, and making them News Kids is a perfect, you know, yep. modern modernization of it. Mm. That's when I'm like, oh, yeah, this show's going places that I know <laughs> I'll be able to follow it. Right. Because I like I like their take so far. I like some of the stuff they're gravitating to so far. Yeah, I had a split second before. I'm like, oh, you're kidding me! It's a news. It's a well, a newsboy legion. I'm like, right, it's a right. news kid legion. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just before they, you know, flip says what you know what the, who who they are. I'm like, this is perfect. This works out so well. They're the ones walking the beat. Yeah, they know what's going on in the streets. They're out there going wuckstree wuckstree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> read um, all about it. Of all the things to to homage Kirby with. Yeah. I love that it's them because as as I like to point out a lot on this show, um Darkseid was created in Jimmy Olsen, right? Like he's mm -hmm. a right, he's a Kirby right. creation. You got yeah. all the fourth world stuff that they that that it seems like other Superman stuff, especially like modern stuff, right. like can't wait to get to. Yeah. Right? You know? And it was the news newsboy legion at the time was in the the Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen seventies fourth world book with Kirby, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, because it's all the Cadmus stuff. That's right, all that, right. Yeah, double yeah. X and all that. Because it was something he had originally created in the Golden Age when he was at DC the first time. I think mm -hmm. the first time, and then was able to revisit, you know, yeah. later in his career when he went back to DC at a later at a, a latter time. So it is something that he, that he had enough affinity for that he went to multiple times. Like he went to that well multiple times. So it is nice to see something that he had such a hand in uh, yeah. involved in this. Yeah, I, I like. I just like the fact that there's even like a little bit of like in the, within their paper. Even a little bit of the Guardian, right? Know? Yeah, you know, teasing the idea that yeah, all this stuff's out there, Metropolis. You just right. may not have seen it yet, but yeah. they have, right? They know it's out there. So there's some. The show has some fun Easter eggs. Yes, definitely, because uh, that's also the bit 
because because they're, they're they're rolling with Jimmy is like a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is an interesting take. But like he's talking about, I, I guess the gag is like he's talking about stuff that's true. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. For he's the most right. part. Yeah. And like one of and like some of the stuff he brings up are like are, are like mer people, mm-hmm. which I guess is like Atlantis. <laughs> right. Right. And then like Gorilla City stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I first like this thing I thought uh, Zach was originally that it was it was Gorilla City, but it's French gorillas. Right. Yep. Monsieur Mala. So so it's Mala. Mm-hmm. Right. Which was the other one I was like, oh yeah, that makes more sense that it would be Mala. I didn't even think about Mala. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, most of the stuff that he mentions, you know, you're like, oh yeah, well that I know what he's you know, we know what he's alluding to. But I, I think I think that's a cool bit, and I like the bit with um I like the idea that, that Lois is helping flip with her homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I thought that was the thing that, that again, it's not simply a Oh well, you work for the paper. I work for the paper. No, there's more of a quid pro quo between the two of them, right? Yeah, than I thought would have been, you know, immediate. And their negotiations required snacks. Yes, <laughs> she had to throw in snacks as a term of agreement. Mm-hmm. It's just like, man, I don't know. We're we're uh, six minutes, seven minutes into the show, and it feels a lot like a Lois Lane year one, a little bit. Which made me go like, somebody needs to write that book, mm. right? <laughs> I'm actually quite surprised yeah. that there isn't. Um, it's silly. Um, the other thing I really liked in this bit, too, is is when the thief, who's still unnamed at this point, mm-hmm. I like when she yells, like, go, like, stop them, like, get them. And then the guy, the one mercenary lets the robot out. She's like, why would you use the <laughs> robot? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think by this point we had heard her first name. Yes. Once, mm. uh, from her henchman. He does say her first name once, but we don't know who she is yet. Right. All right. So the robots try and kill Lois and Jimmy. Clark returns to help, but he's swatted away by the robot. The robot continues after Lois and Jimmy. Clark comes to, but puts on a nearby dock worker uniform and fights the robot in disguise, but in plain sight for everyone to see uh, this mystery man with incredible powers. The lady thief now having to deal with a superhero lets all the robots out. Yeah. Clark fights eventually defeating them all, but with some difficulty. Um, Lois can't see the hero is floating in the air, but calls to him. Uh, he flies off silently. Lois and Jimmy find Clark. Lois is so happy and apologizes to him. Enter Jimmy, who says he caught the whole fight on camera. Lois exclaims that this Superman fighting off stolen military robots is the story of the century. Perry, unfortunately, angrily disagrees because all of Jimmy's pictures came out blurry. Mm. he's about to fire Lois but Clark stands with her corroborating everything she says and says she was right about everything Perry then agrees that if they bring him good pictures of this Superman then he will then print their story Uh, Lois promises to her friends no more secrets and then vows that they'll stick together and track down Superman learn all of his secrets and publish them and that's the end of part one (laughs) right (laughs) I love how like a million miles an hour Lois is mm-hmm. at becoming a reporter. Yes. Right. Well, you know, um, and she'll take anyone down with her to, yep. to try to make it happen. At least for now, at least for now. No, like it's the, like the core of these characters is there um, mm. from these episodes. That's what I catch where I'm like, yep. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not questioning like, Oh, Clark wouldn't do that. Oh, mm. like, Jimmy running in with crazy ideas. There, there might be different crazy ideas than we've had uh, seen a Jimmy have before. But no, Jimmy like running in like wildly with a crazy idea is Jimmy. Yeah. Like, that's what he'll do. 
Uh, and Lois doggedly, you know, chasing the scoop. <laughs> it's what she'll do. They're there. Like the foundations are solid from what I'm seeing on all the characters so far in this. I like the, um, I like the idea of the fact that we're setting up way, way early, sort of the, the, the conundrum of, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You have this high ground that you're coming at Lois with Clark, but you have a secret. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You have a major secret and it's one of the things where they're caught up in it now. And you're, you're, you're basically when, when that reveal happens, which I'm guessing they may go that way. They may not. I don't know yet whether or not they're going to get to a point of like, you know, him showing, you know, and we'll, we'll talk more about it when, when, when other episodes, mm. but it just seems unlike other times, there definitely is that idea of, you know, we have, you know, there, there's, it's not so much I'm just going to get, you know, use my powers to get an interview with Superman like Clark does in some of the other tellings. This is much more of a, you know, like I said, a much bigger betrayal <laughs> being set up, I feel like, than other times. Right. Just because, again, you know, he, he, <laughs> he's already had a moment of Lois being like somewhat, you know, making a bad choice and then it becoming, oh, yeah, by the way, <laughs> I'm Superman. So, <laughs> so we don't normally get that. Right. Most times Lo- Lois is pretty much, you know, she gets herself into trouble and he has to bail her out of Superman. It's not necessarily so much a questioning of whether or not she lied to them or not, which yeah. I thought was interesting. No, I know. It, that, that is definitely a source of stress, like in watching the show. Like, when is this yeah. going to... Right. <laughs> when is this going to come to a head? And, and I also like the kind of bit when he puts on the dock worker thing. It's the, the, it reminded me of um, kind of the David Dunn Unbreakable, mm-hmm. like, like hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> that right. that yeah. Bruce Willis' okay. character wears. You know, the idea that I've obviously he took what was there to make it work. You know, he didn't have an actual costume at that point. Yeah. So he just threw on what was necessary. I like, I loved all the bits with the robots. I love the fact that, um, on top of the fact that, you know, Clark does the typical, I got hurt, now I can go be Superman bit or super powered or whatever. But I love the fact that once Lois figures noodles it through, of like, oh, I can go stop these robots. She does. Yeah. Like that, I love that bit too. I think that's really important that she has no problem just running and like, you know, throwing herself in harm's way to try and stop, you know, the robots herself. I think that really yeah. is again. It's, again, there's a lot of really good speaking to character bits without having to like hit you over the head with what these characters are about. And I agree with Cliff. And like so far, there's been no moment of like, well, they wouldn't do that. Everything is true to character so far for what I think those characters would do. Yeah, I agree. Which is great. I agree. Which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, and I mean, it, like you said, like worth pointing out, like she stops the robots. Yeah. Like, like for sure. Th- this is not an easy fight for no for Superman. No. no. <laughs> like, no. He has trouble, and I and that's one of the things I like about it too is like he gets a black eye in the fight. Yeah. And and you know while while his his powers are, are getting played with in kind of like an unpredictable way, like he doesn't know what they all are or anything, and it, it like it heals up pretty quick, but right. You know, well, he does the bit of, you know, he flies close to the sun. Right. He flies when he, he and it sort of basks in that moment mm-hmm. of like, okay, I'm a little better now. And then I can go back <laughs> to being just, you know, ruffled, you know, uh, hair tousled, thrown in some boxes, Clark, as opposed right. to, you know, you know, totally eviscerated by a robot, Clark. Right, right. I had a moment where I thought of you, Frank, when we were reviewing Action Comics number one for, mm-hmm. for our um, Superman celebration episode. Okay. And and you said like in in these panels it like Superman likes to lead with his chin a lot yeah you know and I really <laughs> thought about that watching the fight because they like he's done in a way that like 
Like he just like he just like will fling himself into the robots. Yeah. <laughs> to to like knock them over and stuff, which I think is really really cool. And then just flying up and punching it. Right. Well, yeah, but again it's one of those things of um I always think about when whenever especially when in retellings of origins, a lot of times characters just don't have that thing of and I guess writers just didn't, you know, didn't occur to most of them at the time was you when you're when you're super powered and you've been super powered for a while but maybe you don't have your act together, you don't have a costume or whatever. Until you run into something that's going to cause you pain, you kind of figure, well, you know, <laughs> I could probably lead with my chin and be okay, <laughs> right? You know, and not have to worry about it. I do think it's funny though. Um, looking at it again, like I, I, like I said, I'd seen Last Son of Krypton, the second part recently, mm-hmm. and how that whole plot is also stolen tech and robots. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is not a ba- again nothing against these shows, yeah. nothing against the writers. Uh, you know, I love Superman Punch a Robot. That's awesome. But it was just kind of like, okay. And again, I felt it felt very echoey, which I'm fine with. But mm-hmm. um, we'll talk more about, like, like I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into the synopsis stuff because we need to, to keep it moving. But it, I'll come back, circle back to echoes of other things. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's references or inspirations mm-hmm. I was seeing in this stuff, too. Again, like I said, it's like inspirations where I was like, oh, yeah, like, I like that thing. So. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm right. totally going to jump into this because mm-hmm. you're inspired by things I like. Yeah. Uh, in this case, it was the like the the classic Fleischer cartoons, the, cla- mm-hmm. the classic Fleischer cartoon, uh, one of the you know, first Superman adaptations, along with the serial, right. the first animated adaptation of Superman back in the 40s. Uh, and one of the the serial shorts was called The Mechanical Monsters, yeah. where Superman fights a robot. I was mm-hmm. like, is that what this is? I was like, are they drawing inspiration from... Right early early superman animation and i really do think they are yeah i look like a modern take on kind of that mechanical monster boxy robot back in the 40s but i i could see it like i could see a through line to it and then also the superman that like really has to struggle against Mm -hmm. that robot is is kind of part of that classic one and and i i like to see it especially in this kind of telling where this is a superman who obviously hasn't been going full tilt Mm -hmm. as superman in any way he has his powers. Um, he uses his powers when he can, but he hasn't really had to push it yet. And these are like, we're seeing the first times when he really is get, hitting resistance in right. it, uh, I think. And I, and I really like that. I really like to see the, the kind of struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Like yep. he's a little bruised up, mm-hmm. which yeah. I'm not, you're not used to seeing. Yeah. I thought the Fleischers too, with these mechs and it just sort of, it just came to me as, well, the Fleischers designed what they thought were cool-looking ro- robots in 1944. I can't remember for sure. And now we're, now we're just updating it to be yeah. what cool robots would look like now. Yeah. Right? You know? It's like the Fleischers by way of Neon Genesis Evangelion. That's <laughs> yeah. what it looked like to me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought the same thing, Griffin, where I'd seen... Um, Mechanical monsters recently, and like again, okay, it's so good, it's so yeah. good, yeah, it's it great. Is. <laughs> you know, I mean, that bit of the, you know, still love the bit of the the the, the cape, and the lot and the and the molten, yeah, right. it's oh, good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that was what I thought that too. So watching all of that, the last Son of Krypton and that together, and now this, I was like, ah, okay, I see, I see our nods. Which again, it's not over. Again, if you don't know that, if you wouldn't, right. it's not a nod like, oh, look, that guy's going to become a tallow. Right? right. That's not, yeah. it's not one of those type of nods. It's a different kind of nod. And that's fine. 
Yeah, it works. And, it works. So and it's stuff that totally fits the story in this. Like, yeah, it totally oh, sure. serves the story. Absolutely, it's a fun Easter yeah. egg because I mean, it is. The, those Fleischer shorts are fantastic. I love them, but I mean, but those mechanical monsters are like overwhelmingly the thing that gets referenced mm-hmm. from right. those shorts. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, let's save the because uh, I have a list of references too. So let's let's save it for the end of um, part two. All right. And we'll just sort of like like list a lot of stuff that we <laughs> that we think they're referencing because there there is a lot I think. Yeah. Um. All right. So, Adventures of a Normal Man Part Two. Lois wants to get the scoop on Superman. They can get a lead if they can find the thieves who stole the robots. Meanwhile, Clark feigns a stomach bug mm-hmm. and returns to Smallville to revisit the crash site and try and learn more about his origin. A hologram appears, speaking a language we can't understand. Clark deduces that this is his birth father, Jarrell, and then encounters visions of Krypton's destruction. The hologram then materializes the familiar Superman suit on the Clark's body. Meanwhile, the lady thief is being tracked not just by Lois and Jimmy, but by the government agency she stole the robots from. She fights off two agents tailing her and then tells their leader via their earpieces she'll meet up with them, but they better come alone. Lois and Jimmy on her trail see that the still unnamed thief... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> has rigged explosives all over the city beneath Metropolis. Uh, they track down the lady thief during her meeting with an unnamed now lead agent. Uh, she thinks it's all a trap and moves to detonate the explosives. The agent fights her off as Lois and Jimmy try to go for the detonator. So obviously for these next couple episodes, uh, I'm going to cover more ground in these uh, descriptions. But So that's the first half of part two. So jump in wherever you guys like. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, when it goes to the flashback again, where we see young, young Clark, um, this might be my favorite telling of seeing a young Clark find out about Krypton mm-hmm. when he's so when he's this this young, impressionable, innocent age. And that it scares him mm-hmm. like yeah. it is fantastic that. Yeah. Like he can't understand the language. He doesn't know what this like ghostly guy is trying to say. And it's, mm-hmm. it's scary to him and he's confused. And his first instinct is to like, in a matter of seconds, rebury the ship. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that bit too. Everything, everything about this is so good, but just like the fear and the confusion and him, you know, asking who he is. Yep. And his adoptive mom saying, you know, like you're my son, no matter what, like, yeah. Like it's all so good and authentic and has so much heart. Yeah. It's definitely my favorite version of, of him finding out. Cause a lot of times he seems a little blase about it. If I'm being honest, right, no, <laughs> like you're he right. seems to accept it a little quickly yep. or uncritically. This is a scene that that scene, that flashback scene where he's a kid discovering it was the only clip that I had seen of the show before the episode aired. Uh, right. Outside of like the 16 second trailer that came out. Mm-hmm for it and that scene alone made me go like oh we're in good hands <laughs> right because it was it was it was it was also the moment where like the ship appears to be kind of like like causing some tremors in the land right and the ground's kind of eroding and like mon pont are in, are in danger of falling right and clark immediately turns his back on the kryptonian stuff yeah to go help mom and dad from earth yeah and i'm course. like yeah okay i'm like no that's symbolic He's mm-hmm. much more of Earth right. than he is of Krypton. Mm-hmm. And, so. and I love that they get that. <laughs> yeah. No, very much so. Yeah, I like I like all of the um 
all the stuff with that bit, just the covering up is nice. You know, that again, that question of, well, am I, am I, you know, what am I? And am I still your son? And they're immediately like, yep, no matter what, you're a kid. Mm-hmm. No, without question. You know, that's always a good bit when you're dealing with the Kents. Um, if you're not doing it that way, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I just, the, the and the fact that, that <laughs> I agree with Clifton, that sometimes it is, like I said, Last on a Krypton, while I love it, and, and Zach, you and I have often talked about how it's, you know, it's one of our favorite retellings of the origin outside of comics, for sure. But the fact that, and even in that one, like I said, I was joking earlier about the fact that once he can fly, it kind of takes the sting out of like, well, where am I? You know, who am I really? You know, am I a freak? Am I an alien? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, he sort of, you know, no, no, no pun intended, comes back down to Earth after punching out a, you know, a, a, probably a, a load bearing uh, piece of the barn when, when he right. found out that he was from Krypton. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think that part is great. Um, the, the whole thing with, uh, I like the whole, you know, Lois and Jimmy kind of getting over their heads. That's a classic bit. Um, one thing I, I truly loved was the, the, I thought the Sailor Mooning. <laughs> the magical girl Superman. <laughs> yes, of his costume was great. I yeah. was perfectly fine with that. It was a very fun one. What I loved even more was Ma going, no, you need something to break that up. <laughs> yeah, me too. Which I was just like. Go Ma Kent. Because again, you you see you get the modern costume, but you also get the the bit of my mom made it for me kind of yeah, bit. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. from Superman for All Seasons by Loeb and, and uh Tim Sale, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Um just a bit, you know, because most of the tellings when the Kents are alive, you know, it's mom making some kind of costume. And the last like I like I've talked about this before, was the one the ones I really liked was um Martha being curious about the the, the spaceship. You know, kind of has like a moment of like touching this thing, and has like this tactile reaction where she sees in her mind what people at Krypton wore. Yeah, and she wanted him to have something from his culture, so she took. You know, that's where that's the telling from Jeff Johns and uh, Gary Frank's last telling, where basically it's it's, and I like that one too. Is just the idea that she's you know that's what people on Krypton would wear, so she made a suit for him out of his old baby clothes or his baby um, blankets and stuff. Right. Yeah. So that he would have something that would look like where he's actually from. Meanwhile, at the same time, being of Earth as well. So, but I love this. Yeah, you, you, you hit on you hit on on a lot there. That that I I love Ma that makes the suit, and mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then when she went right because when, when he appears, it's the new fifty two onesie. It is, and then Very and then she so. does like it needs something else. It needs a belt and and some shorts or something. And then she gives him the red short, and I'm like, uh, to quote Tommy, uh-huh. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> right right i'm good you know yes right, um, yeah but what i love about it though too the fact that that it appears on him it makes the cape kryptonian like a kryptonian mm-hmm. culture thing like you were yeah. saying yeah and not an earth thing which i think Mm-mm. is neat yeah you know yep and also interesting that we're getting a lot more ma and clark mm-hmm. when typically it's pod clark right you know yeah. oh yeah and and I was a little nervous that like when he stepped away, I was like, oh, heart attack, heart attack, right? Heart <laughs> no, attack. No, come back, he's gonna second. be dead. But like, right. no, I love that he comes back and he's like, no, it suits you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, the, the the line that I love is, ooh, that's one heck of a getup. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, he accepts it. Like he doesn't like, whoa, I don't know. You know, he's like, no, it's just he's, oof. you know, it's not even. It's it's very much a father son thing of like, okay, you're gonna wear that in public. All right. 
And just goes, keeps, he, I like, what I like is that Martha is much more questioning and he's, and Jonathan is much more accepting. Yeah. Because normally it's the other way around. Like, like in the, in, again, when I watch in Last Up to Krypton, I'd keep harping on it, but you know, that whole thing is like, Martha, we don't know where this thing is from. Yeah. <laughs> Ta- talking about Clark, right? Yeah. Talking about Clark and, the, and the, coming out of the ship. He's, he's like, we don't know if it's Russians or one of ours. You know, don't just, he's, he's almost like, don't pick that up. Right, right. <laughs> you know? And she's like, come on, it's a baby. Relax. But mm-hmm. I like this one. He's like, eh, yeah, it's okay. Anything else you guys want to touch upon before we continue on? I guess we should talk. Well, the only thing I would think about is, was just the whole um, chat between Leslie and, and, uh, and the mystery man. But mm-hmm. if you have captioning on, it's not a mystery man. <laughs> oh, you f- so you found out in captioning? That's how I found out, yes. I saw in the credits. Because yeah, now they're doing, okay. they're, they're doing this thing, a great thing. They're doing this thing in the credits now where they're saying they're offering um, creator credits to like a lot of the characters that are appearing. Mm-hmm. So that's how I found out. Uh, okay. But we'll get to that. Uh, one little thing from the scene. It's similar to when you were mentioning before, just like the, the, the little bitch you, you cracked up on for the, your stupid, like your dumb, beautiful, cowardly friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like another moment like that was when it was uh, Lois and Jimmy walking around and he's telling, and Jimmy tells Lois to, to text Clark. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't have his number. And he just sends it to her, like, you know, within a second without saying anything and says, now you do. Yeah. <laughs> And and she's so flustered by it. Like, it's yeah. such a, a nice little cute moment to show her flustered, like, at all. Because right. Lois is so controlled. I right. love when he texts Clark a selfie of them. And she's like, she's like, you got to let me approve the pictures next time. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a good bit. That was funny, too. Yeah. Oh, like God. That, that was such a great moment for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. I, I agree with Clifton. The idea that we see a Lois that is is... It's not so much. It's not so much that she has. She doesn't. She's not the character. But that we get to see a little bit of her, not in her typical facade or veneer right. so much, mm-hmm. is is great. Like I again, it's not out of character. It's just one of the things that we don't normally see her that way, and I think it's awesome. So. Yeah, I do too. All right, so Superman arrives, but the thief reveals that she has a exoskeleton that gives her electricity powers, revealing that this is live wire. Yeah, uh, Superman and her fight causing a lot of destruction. With distraction by the agent, Superman is able to remove her suit's power core, a crystal which gives him visions again when he touches it. This causes a painful power flux that envelops and incapacitates Livewire. Back at the planet, though, Jimmy now has clear pictures of the fight, and Perry agrees to publish the story, but the interns see that the staff reporters, Cat Grant, Ronnie Troop, <laughs> and Steve Lombard are credited with the byline and not them. We end the episode on Livewire, a prisoner at the government facility being interrogated about what she knows about certain events and projects by the lead agent from the fight. The agent is hidden behind two-way glass with two figures never named behind him, one whose identity we don't know, and the other one is clearly Amanda Waller. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. End of part two. Yes. It was a good fight. <laughs> Going to Livewire as a villain. I like mm. being again. This is this is a character that has source in animation. Her origin yes. is animation before comics, if I remember right. That is correct, yes. right? From Superman are- the Animated Series. Yep. That she's kind of like their Harley Quinn mm-hmm. for the Superman the Animated Series. So I, I kind of like that that she's the first actual supervillain that we know of 
that this Superman fights mm-hmm. is one that has such a you know strong foundation in animation in this new animated show. Right. I kind of like that like circle of it. But yeah, no, you're right, man. It's an awesome fight scene. Like it's it's a great <laughs> fight scene. Like all of the action so far has been very kinetic. Yeah. I love that after he crushes the crystal, he's like breathing hard after it. Like he's tired. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Like it's a Superman that gets tired. It's a Superman that, you know, Frank, we talk about it all the time. It's so what we loved about Superman, the animated series was like mm-hmm. Superman can get hurt. And this one appears to be like even more right. like brought down a couple of pegs than that. Even that show. Yeah, they're not quite like obviously they're not rolling back to Golden Age. Like he's not obviously, um, you know, he's not leaping. He's not fast in the locomotive. There's no bursting shell that can hurt him, kind of a thing. <laughs> right. But again, it, it, you know, throughout both Superman the animated series and say like Just League and Just League Unlimited, if you have electricity, <laughs> you can light him up for sure. <laughs> right. You know, that's one of the ones that that he was constantly getting hurt by. Like you know, anyone with electrical powers would you know he would he would take that. But yeah, I, I think the idea that he's, you know, he's somewhat vulnerable. I mean, he's obviously not, you know, human, not like going to be like a bullet can't stop him. But and again, so far, it's not been anything where it's the, the you know, the usual suspects, like it's mm-hmm. not your kryptonite. It's not your magic, you know, that sort of thing. I like I like the idea of that being, you know, yeah, he's he's, you know, he's he's more than you and I. But at the same time, he's not moving planets. Right. Yeah. That's for sure. He's not the Silver Age Superman, so Yeah. I think going back to episode one, like the fact that he's jogging, like I don't think that's for appearances. <laughs> yeah. I think it's something that like like no no no. Like I still have to exercise. <laughs> yeah. No, I can you see know? that. Yeah. No, I can see that. Right. It takes it takes more to overwhelm him, but mm-hmm. he can be overwhelmed. Yes. Yeah. Uh is how I take it. Uh, in this fight scene, there's another thing, just going to the character and heart of the character. And what I like to see in this is is when Leslie shorts out because of her, her gear that mm-hmm. apparently is, you know, alien tech powered, I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she shorts out and becomes, for all intents and purposes, Livewire, the electrified right. version. Mm-hmm. Superman doesn't see it as a villain villaining out. Mm-hmm. He sees it. He sees her as someone who needs help, right? And jumps up into the fray of the electricity to try to figure out how to save her from it. Yeah, right. Uh, not not fight her, not like you know vanquish, but like he's like, I'm trying to help you. Yeah, and I really like that take. Yeah, in the middle of this fight and everything that's happening, where it's like his first instinct is like, oh, this person needs saving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I like that part bit. I like the fact that he cleans up. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> it's such a it's such a Smallville Clark Kent thing to do of making sure that the mess they got made, he you know he makes sure to put everything back where it was, which I thought was awesome. I I might be reading into just like my my own Superman preferences though. I think that's very much a, a Man of Steel nod in a way. We're like they had. I mean that movie caught oh, so much yeah. flack for like the yeah. disaster porn and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. I like the idea that like at the end of it, they're like, nope, this one cleans up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. He tries yes. to fix it as best as he can. Yes. It's a goof. It's a goofus and gallant. Right. <laughs> from highlights this superman destroys the entire city and snaps next <laughs> this superman cleans up and tries to save his enemy right <laughs> yeah no i agree with you now that i think about it that way yeah it makes a lot more sense <laughs> that he's he's willing to do that um 
but yeah, I, I like you know, I, I like the whole. I mean, I'm guessing it's if he's able. My only thing was, are we speculating about what these crystals are? Or are we waiting to save that for later? What you got? No, my only thought was, I mean, if it's if it's if it's because again, my my first thought is it's it's alien tech. So my first brain thought was, well, is it is it going to be something along the lines of it's you know it has to be intergang, but that's not right. necessarily the case. Yeah, and I'm guessing if he's reacted to it on some kind of level that it has to be some some kind of sunstone technology mm. I mean, which is kryptonian which right. again ma- makes me wonder where in the world did that all come from but right. but yeah that was the thing i went with the with the harness at first and then the whole thing with you know where she might be now she might not need it right yeah it got transferred into her and right and, and we do see in this one we do see like it triggers something in him mm-hmm. yeah um, it kind of like it appears to level up a little, yeah, <laughs> uh, around in one one of these scenes, but then it seems to trigger a uh, memory and implant something we don't know what yet, but right. he reacts to it, uh, clearly. Yep, what other nods and inspirations do you think they're taking? Um, I had I had a thought about the end of the episode and the agent and mm. the other f- character who that was or who could be. Who's the one we don't know who he is? The other one, yeah, the one we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, one like you said is, is a Manowaller, and the other one we know. Um, are we are we talking about him? Or are we saving him? I'm conflicted about what to say. I mean, clearly because people know it's out there and they say it in the credits, right? Yeah, but they just but they're credits. not saying it in the show, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right, right, yeah, for sure. But no, I, I, I for the the one that's on the other side of him that's not a, that's not a Manowaller. I, I had the thought that it's not because I thought I know, maybe it's 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 Rick Flag, but I think it is Rick Flag. I just think it's senior, not junior. Mm. I had the thought it's Rick Flag also, mm-hmm. but I also had one other one. Okay, what if it's Lois's dad? That was I thought that too. I thought yeah, about that okay. too. But I, the only reason Zach I thought it might be Rick Flag Senior was the idea of the original squad. Yeah, that fought Kaiju. Oh right, right, right. You know, yeah. it's all all that fifty stuff is them. You the know, his squad. Stuff. Yeah, fighting you know dinosaur island and fighting giant monsters, and I thought you know that it might lend itself to that since we've never really seen that aspect of it played up in in you yeah. know it's always a it's always a modern squad which I you know right. no no issues there but I'm just saying that was my not thought. From us, no, <laughs> from no. us. No. But I mean, but it's not it's it's not just us grasping at straws. I mean, like that 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 agent says Task Force X by name. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's the squad. And so, there's a right, right. whatever whatever is happening in that world. You know, the government is working on that project, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? What were some of the other name drops that uh, Livewire was asked about along with Task Force X? Did you catch them, Frank? Because I didn't know what the other ones were. I did, but I wasn't familiar with them either. I didn't know if okay. it was stuff that they were tossing in, like stuff that's known with unknown right. stuff, or it's all yeah. known and I just didn't get a chance to look it up. So I don't know for sure. Yeah. Like right. if you two didn't know them, then I'm going to guess that, yeah, it's like a combination of new concepts plus classic concepts. Right. Task yeah. I thought that's, that's how I took it, Clifton, was it was basically something that obviously we know, which is Task Force X, and then either some, either it's more recent, like New 52 ish, mm. or it's just something like, oh no, just wait till we get to what these are. Right. Yeah. So other than those, so like you were saying, Clifton, like live wire, it's it's a it's a good choice starting off. I mean, it says mm-hmm. right off the bat, like you're saying, like it's a nod to that other good Superman cartoon that came right. before them. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we had like the Fleischers with with the the robots as as um as a reference. So I'll I'll toss one. I think the fact that the that it's so Lois and Clark relationshipy feels like a mm. nod to the 
Dean Kane Terry Hatcher yeah. show. To me. Yeah, I can see that too. You know? And I do like the fact that we get a little bit of, well, I, I mean, I'll just put it. I like the fact that we get a couple episodes where it's, it's Lois and Clark, right? Yeah. yeah, Superman's out there, but it's not like, at this point, it's not as if Lois is enamored with Superman as a man. It's just the concept and the fact that he could put her on the map. Right. You know, and she likes Clark, which I think is, again, something we don't always see. You know, I don't know if we've ever seen it, really. Just the idea that that's what, that's what she wants. The Superman story is what she wants. She doesn't necessarily want, quote unquote, Superman. Yeah. Which I think is an interesting take. It gives me a touch Smallville feels, too. The fact that it's mm-hmm. so Clark heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And, and, and I like that there's a concerted effort to, like, let's make Clark interesting and let's not, mm-hmm. you know, like you're saying. Yeah, because I can't think, I can't picture a situation either where... Where it's always been everybody's sort of like, like, why would she go after Clark? Superman's <laughs> right. over there, you know? I mean, right. I like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, this, I put it this way. So far, at least, at least as, as it's been, as we've seen so far, I'd say this Clark has a fighting chance against Superman. I think so too, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know? I, I don't think it's quite as lopsided as it is in other, in other tellings at all. I think this very much so that I'm like, oh yeah. You know, if they were, if they were genuinely two separate people, I think Lois might have a hard time trying to choose. Right. Mm-hmm. Because she really seems enamored with Clark. So. All right. Should we go to episode three? Sure. All right. Episode three titled My Interview with Superman. Lois continues her crusade for an exclusive interview with Superman while Clark has to juggle helping her while still keeping his identity secret. Meanwhile, experimental weapons left over from the live wire theft are still out in the wild and finding their way into the hands of two criminals, Kyle and his powerhouse friend, Roughhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Using the tech which grants Kyle invisible cloaking abilities and roughhouse abilities that augment his strength, they break Kyle's sister Shaban out of jail and give her a mask that amplifies sound. News of the jailbreak hits the Daily Planet. Clark, fearful of the damage that the weapons can cause, needs to find and stop them, and as a cover, he pitches tracking them down for a story. This aligns perfectly with Lois' plan to get the scoop on Superman before the other Planet reporters do. We come to learn that the bad guys are an operation they call Intergang, and they have one more sci-fi weapon, a freeze cannon, with a few bugs that still work out. <laughs> I like the bit at the beginning of, you know, him saving the blimp, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then we get the question of, you know, who are you? And Lois trying to run after him to get, to, to the, get him to talk. I honestly thought we were going to get the bit, possibly, of Lois, you know, throwing herself off a building. <laughs> or, you know, or or creating some other kind of thing, catas- not catastrophe, but something where she has to do, you know, so Superman will come and find and or talk to her. But I like the fact, again, it's it's not something we normally see of Lois having, you know, chasing after him to get the scoop, you know, right. that I think is, is, a, is a good bit. Yeah. But no, I, I think the whole thing, I liked, I think that the only thing I didn't really, I liked it, but at the same time, the idea that, Again, a bit of a reshuffle with characters that have, you know, powers in, in outside of like in the comics, you know, it's done a little differently. Uh, Roughhouse and the Mist and, and Silver Banshee. Right. I don't mind them having the tech weapons. I'm kind of hoping we get another, you know, we don't really rely on these. Right. I, the only thing is so far, the only thing I would say so far about um, the villains is when you have obviously such a vibrant looking character like Superman. I, I kind of want my villains to have the same sort of, you know, leap off the page color thing as right. well. And we don't really have that so far with the villains. Right. 
Yeah. I don't dislike it. I'm not saying, I mean, we're only three episodes in, but um, that was one of my thoughts was just like, I was like, oh, well, okay, we're, you know, we're sort of low teching it for now and who knows what we'll get to after a while. Right. Right. I like the, I like the, the takes that we're getting. Uh, my first instinct when I, when we see like Kyle and rough house <laughs> and, and right. Siobhan McDougal, who I placed at least I placed Siobhan immediately. The others, mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second, who are they? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, Siobhan McDougal, I placed immediately. And, and I like her design. I like her wearing like the skeleton costume from karate kid as like pants, <laughs> right. right. Whatever it is that she's wearing. Cause I was right. like, Oh, it's so close. Like it's, it's, I can see it. I can again, see the through line to it. It's a fun design. The hair's cool too. And the, like yeah. That. And the hair's cool. Like she's a great design. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, uh, I like that character, but I was thinking, I was like, Oh yeah. Like now we got like, these are young takes compared mm-hmm. to what we're used to. But I'm like, we've got a young Superman, Lois and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, yeah, it makes sense to have some of our villains are going to be the same age as them. It's just, it's only natural in this world that we're in. Yeah. They're not all going to be older. They're not all going to be like, you know, fully adult. Right. So it's, it's, I thought it was kind of cool to see some of them as younger and yeah. It, and every time they kept seeing people with this advanced technology as weapons, I kept thinking, is this inner gang? Is this inner gang in the previous like two episodes? Mm-hmm. And we finally in this one got like the intergang forever cheer. Right. <laughs> Where I'm like, okay, yeah, right. yeah, that's confirmation. It is intergang. <laughs> that's what's been going on this whole time. Um, but similarly to, you know, Leslie Willis and what happened during the previous episode where that gear went wrong and, and kind of imbued its power into her that I could see that possibly happening to these kids as well. Mm. And, and the powers that the tech giving them creating the more comic familiar versions that we're used to of them. I could see that happening uh, with some of these also. I can eat it. I can eat it. I I like, I like the sort of the, this one theft kind of as the engine Mm -hmm. that drives sort of like, like other things happening at least, at least for a little bit, you know? You know, again, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you with with the costumes. I, I I agree with both of you. I think you know, yeah. I like I like full colored costumes and stuff like that. But I also like we're in the age of like setup and let's build to that mm-hmm, <laughs> for yeah. everything too. So you know, I can right. you know, I I I understand that we're probably getting that down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one where like we got like a really really good look of Superman when he was doing the blimp thing, and it, and it hit me for the first time in this one. I'm like. That design gives me a lot of John Byrne feels, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sure. like it really yeah. does. Uh, it's such a beautiful Superman design. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. I dig it. Yeah, yeah I mean, this it. is a, like that's a great cold open too. Like that. Uh, that, that yeah, I just about to bring fantastic. that up. Fantastic. I was yeah. about to bring that up, Clifton. I really like. I liked the fact that we didn't get it right away. Mm-hmm. And then when we get it, it's like, oh, that's really cool. The fact that they, you know, they do all this, the, like the bit with him flying and we get the wink, which I thought yeah. was great. The wink <laughs> of the camera, which is, which is a, you know, a Superman staple from like comics as well as like the old, uh, uh, George Reeves show, mm-hmm. you know, you know, sort of like, uh, the audience is in on what's going on with Clark, but you know, Lois doesn't know. <laughs> right. Um, or whatever. Like all that stuff is great. I, I, I love that. Do we want to talk about the opener? Do we want to save it till after we get, what? What do you mean? The opening. The opening. You're talking about the cliff. You're talking about the opening bit, right? Where they have the, like the little montage of stuff. 
Oh, you're talking about the opening credits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was talking about both. So we oh, okay. can talk about both. Yeah, I was talking about like going from the blimp stuff to that. But the opening, I have stuff written. Like the theme song is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I had to look up who it was in the credits, and it's apparently the song is titled Up and Away, My Adventures with Superman Theme by Kyle Troop and the Heretics. <laughs> it reminded me of, there's a one of my favorite anime series of all time with one of my favorite soundtracks of anything of all time is Fooly Cooly, okay. with a soundtrack provided by the Japanese band The Pillows. Uh, this <laughs> has a similar vibe to that, um, just in a, a style and energy. Uh, that that I think vibes the same, and I love it. I mm. love this intro, and I I like that we didn't see it before. This is because in the first two episodes we got more of like a a truncated short scoreish like superhero score type musical interlude mm. just to give us the titles, and now this is the episode where we're like in the we're in our stream we're in the swing of things. So now this is our we get our full like title sequence, and I love it. Yeah. Mm. What did you want to get into, Frank, about the title sequence? Oh, I like I said, the wink was the one thing. I love the bit where, like, I you know, I slowed it down to look and see what the villains, you know, the big, yeah, what else know, we're seeing, yeah, oversized yeah, villains on the, the horizon thing. Yeah, I thought that was a nice bit, but mostly just like I love the fact that like, unlike a lot of the other Superman stuff, shows, comics, there's the bit where like they're all standing together and it's almost that shoulder to shoulder moment, and again. You know, I've railed against the idea of like, do we always need a guy in the chair? Because then the guy in the chair becomes like 12 people mm. <laughs> as opposed to just being like, well, it's a Superman show or a Flash show. And now right. it's like, you know, we are all the Flash. No, you're not. No, you're right, not right. all the Flash. Yeah. Um, I, I like the the fact that it's the, when, when you get that shot, it's very much them standing with Clark and it's very subtle. But Lois takes his hand. OK, mm-hmm. I didn't notice. I'll have to watch again. I didn't know. It's either. great. It's a very nice, it's a nice bit where she like steps up next to him and just takes his hand. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, but it's a, th- but it's not, again, it's not necessarily the three of them, you know, it, it doesn't look, I don't know, again, we don't know what they're going to get to a reveal about whether or not he is or he isn't, right? Mm-hmm. We're not anywhere near there yet. Right. But just the idea of in the, in the, in the, the credits or the opening bit, it's very much a, no, we're standing with Clark. Hmm. Right, Which I think okay. is very telling because right. again we don't always get that. Yeah. So something else in this we get the final introduction or not the final we get our our first look at some supporting cast members, uh, Steve Lombard, Cat Grant, and uh, Ronnie Troop, <laughs> in a very Team Rocket yeah. <laughs> introduction, <laughs> where I guess in this circumstances, Ronnie Troop is like the the meowth of it of this <laughs> of this trio. They're a little less enthused than the other two, but yeah, it was totally a Team Rocket intro, and it was fantastic for those characters, especially Steve Lombard and Cat Grant. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're very much uh, they very much have Team Rocket energy. <laughs> I love in the early bit too, after Clark gives Lois her coffee, her favorite coffee from across the city, um, where she's like, ah, like why, why doesn't Superman want to be interviewed? And he's like, well, maybe he doesn't want his secrets all plastered <laughs> out. And she's like, right, but he doesn't know I'm going to do that. <laughs> right. You know? And, and I love that too. I love the idea that like, he's having a hard time trying to keep like, Oh, like I know, I know this, but I'm not supposed to know this as Superman. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought that was a really, really neat bit that, that 
calls attention to it that we don't see quite so often. Mm-hmm. I like the along those lines. I like the bit of him when he's doing the interview. Like he switches into a Superman voice and realizes I probably shouldn't use my Superman right. voice for this. Yeah, uh, the mock interview. When <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah, yeah, she's practicing. Yeah, yeah. yeah when she's like, "You be Superman, and I be you know, I'm going to be me, and I'll interview." And he starts to talk like Superman. Is like, oh. <laughs> That's probably a terrible, terrible idea. Let me switch back to Clark. That and that and lower later on when when he they find out about the the three you know, the three criminals. Well, I have to go stop them. Yeah, I mean we need to go and find out where they are. You know that kind of thing. I like the fact that he has that. He doesn't have that quite worked out just yet. Mm. I love how much also Lois steals. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! All the time. Yeah. It was yeah. so funny when she steals the press badges of, of Steve and Kat and Ronnie so that they can get mm-hmm. into the prison after they've broken out to kind of, to get clues and get a sense of things. But I also like that she steals the warden's badge. Yes. And that that bit, I rewound that bit so many times. That cracked <laughs> me up, Rur. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> she, she whips that badge out and Clark's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great moment. Great mm-hmm. moment between the two of them. I did look up the the warden. I did at one point think that was going to be um, Maggie Sawyer. Me too. I looked it up also. And I looked up the the fact that she was, what, a warden at Blackgate at one point? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I never heard of her. I I never encountered that character either. She's really, she's fairly recent. Okay. But yeah, it's our our first nod to Gotham. Mm -hmm. She's a character named Agatha uh, Zorbatos. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I figured okay, um, but yeah, that was I liked I liked the bit with with you know you know she lifted after they got scooped and then you know Steve Lombard walks off with their murder board which <laughs> which is great um, and her coffee no less that was the other thing <laughs> you know Lois has no problem being like I'm gonna steal these badges from them you know and the whole definition of like well I borrow them without them looking he's like that's the very definition of stealing yeah. Um, no, I like the the fact that they keep you know it keeps butting up against his you know his small town sensibilities of right and wrong, and Lois is a little more you know savvy, realizing she's got to do sometimes what she's got to do. But yeah, I love the bit where she she lifts the, the car off the warden as well. Yeah, for them to go around and be able to get more clues. Yeah, like, again, I like again it's it, it's not anything I don't think she would do, so it works. Yeah, which now we we're you know two and a half episodes in reviewing, I'm ready to go ahead and make this call. Like, God, Lois is making this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, God, she's like, she's so the MVP of this show. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This take is so enjoyable for me. Yeah. All right. So Lois, Clark and Jimmy discover that inner gang is planning on robbing a bank. During said robbery, the ice cannon gets jammed in a fight with Superman. Roughhouse tries to fix it, but ends up smashing it, causing mm. the power crystal to come loose and freeze everyone in the room. The ice ray starts to spread outside into the streets. Outside, Lois and Jimmy help people get to safety, while inside, Superman gets trapped by the ice. His eyes begin to glow, and he's able to use x-ray vision to see Lois and Jimmy in trouble outside, and then uses heat vision, which is triggered for the first time, to free himself and destroy the power crystal. The crystal's destruction gives Superman yet another vision, this time of some kind of invasion. Um, Outside the bank, once everyone is safe, Superman approaches Lois and grants her a private interview away from all the other reporters on the roof of the Daily Planet. Her questions center on where he comes from and the source of his abilities. 
which he's unfortunately doesn't know the answer to any of them. <laughs> but he assures her what matters is that he's here to help the people of Metropolis. Superman flies off, but then quickly reappears on the roof as Clark, <laughs> thrilled that Lois is able to get her interview with Superman. When he asks what she thought of Superman, she replies, he's a liar. <laughs> and we roll credits. Yes. It's a great twist. It is. Yeah. It's a great bit. Really great bit. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, yeah, real quick on the bank robbery, I do like the fact that, you know, when, when Jimmy reveals the whole thing of, well, it, well, it worked the first time. <laughs> Again, it's not a, like getting back to my whole thing of like, are they going to throw themselves into disasters until he shows up? Yeah, they're going to. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I like that they respect Knuckles. <laughs> yeah. It worked the first time. Yeah. But like that, and I like the bit where he says, what was uh, make my notes. Oh, yeah. Were you going to just find trouble then ambush Superman when he flies in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You did that on purpose? Yeah, that whole bit is great. <laughs> Love that. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah basically, that's what we did. So, um, I, I like the fact that uh, you know, the villains are sort of, you know, again, you know, Clark or Superman is basically, you know, tells the, 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 the EMT guy, like people need help. Yeah. You know, he recognized the fact that when he tells Lois and Jimmy to run, they help people, which again, it speaks to character. Yeah. I like the fact that, you know, you get the subtle mystery man <laughs> looking <laughs> over, you know, it looks like it's almost like, Oh, I've got, you've got new recruits. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yep. that the, whole bit. The too. Agent from episode two is back again. Yes, he's yep. back again. Now disguised as a paramedic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that the crystal destruction with the heat vision mm -hmm. looks like it takes some effort. Also, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, to focus it, and and it's not just an easy, you know, his heat vision can destroy everything. I like that it, you know, like, you know, sounds like he's trying. He's trying hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything's everything is not you know not without effort. Even yeah. though he's Superman, which is which is cool. Oh, you definitely get that moment of like, oh, so, you know, when he goes to pick her up, you know, obviously, <laughs> there's a moment of like, oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, when he picks her up off the ground, and you know, you get the character blushing, you know, when he puts his hand over hers with the recorder, yeah, you know, trying to be sincere. It's I, I like that bit too because again, it's just very much of like, well, you know, as I think it's Gail Simone. When uh, Man of Steel, the, the Henry Cavill one came out, basically she makes a, she made a comment, or I think it was on Twitter, where she was basically like, "Look, there's no reason in the world why anyone wouldn't think that Superman's attractive, right? <laughs> right? You know, she puts it a different way, and you can look up the tweet, but she puts like, there's no way in the in the world that that you wouldn't think that he is. So you know, the fact that that people thought Henry Cavill's attractive and Lois would feel the same way about this guy, you know." being able to like lift her up again it's it's done differently we get it it's kind of to me it was like a kind of a callback to what we got in the first episode where clark is like boosting her up right and she realizes how easily he can do that right and she's at that moment of like oh well like you know <laughs> and it's the same thing but with you know to the nth degree with superman doing that when he puts her on the rooftop i thought it was kind of like a cute little callback to what we'd already seen with clark but now it's obviously with superman so yeah that scene was the most scared i've ever been watching the show so far why? Oh, when he when he flies with her? Because I was like, oh man, like it's it's really cool that they made me feel this way. But I'm like, oh man, is she gonna start crushing on Superman? <laughs> no, <laughs> right. That right. was my thought. Well, but again, yeah. I, but again, I, I it's it's classic. Mm -hmm. It's a classic triangle. We got the classic triangle with it, and then on top of that, like we said, 
I, I still I don't count Clark out now. Right. You know, I just see it as okay. This makes a lot more sense as to why she would have trouble trying to figure out who she want to be with. Yeah. But it hit me, though, in that scene, too, that, like, this does what every good Spider-Man story does for me. It's interesting you say that. Go on. Right? No, I'm just, because <laughs> my, my, I always know a Spider-Man story is working for me when the Peter stuff gets me and a bad guy shows up and I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. right? I, I could take another seven minutes of not this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I agree. and this yeah. show, maybe... I don't think I don't think I've ever felt that way with a Superman show, mm-hmm. you know, and I like it. Well, but here's the but here's the main takeaway that I like. I immediately felt in watching it was this is spectacular Superman. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Very much spectacular Superman. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's a reshuffling of stories that of the characters we've seen before in the comics. Some of them have their powers already, some of them don't. Some of them are low-level characters, and then, you know, they're getting more of an emphasis as the show goes on. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. That was my feeling, too, is like, this feels very much a, you know... Like I said, I, I've never seen the... To me, the triangle is kind of like, I get it, but I don't quite get it. Yeah. You know, I get the trope, but this, to me, works You know, works much better as a thing, because, again, I, we've taken the time to set up, well, yeah, of course you would fall for Clark. Clark's awesome. Right. But at the same time, you know, there's Superman. So now, my question here, though, mm. does she know already? No, you don't think so. You, but I think that line, like, "Oh, he's a liar," is yeah. meant to be like, "Does she know?" Because she hears both voices like back to back. Right. Right. You know. <laughs> no, no, I I get what you're saying. I just think to me, it's I think it's more along the lines of just that he's he's coming off as too aw shucks. Mm-hmm. Right for her and she just doesn't she's not used to encountering someone who's that genuine like i think that's that's what i think her her thing is about that and she doesn't believe he doesn't know the stuff he says he doesn't know and there's that aspect of it too Mm. but i think it's also the idea of like you're just here to help like i know in the second (laughs) episode she has that bit when they're talking when they when they set up their quote-unquote office and she's like no this guy that just basically came out of the sky to help us i want to know more about him i think she's sincere when she's saying that but i also get the feeling of um you know, when she said that, she also has that feeling of, well, yeah, he's doing that, but why would someone do that? Right. You know? Yeah. I, I, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that she's not used to people being, you know, she's seen people that are horrible, but I feel also like, you know, Superman's in a different league, quote unquote, you know? So I have two other questions. Okay. Okay. So do we think that all these bad guys getting rounded up, is this a mashup? Of the Suicide Squad and the Revenge Squad? Yes. You think so? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Not to cut you off, but I absolutely did. No, no, no. That was the end of the question. Like, I, think, I think we're getting the intersection of Task Force X slash Suicide Squad slash Superman Revenge Squad. Mm-hmm. Okay. You think I Strikers is replacing Bell Rev? Uh, I could see that, sure. Okay. Yep. And then what do we make about the vision now that shows this invasion? Uh, my first thought mm-hmm. was Brainiac. You thought Brainiac. So you think this is something happening, not something... You don't think that's the destruction of Krypton? No, I took it much more along the lines of... Um, how do I put it? Just the idea that, yeah, that, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at a lot of the stuff I think is, is future stuff, but I also feel like it's like when I see robots being taken over, <laughs> I immediately thought Brainiac. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Clifton, how about you? How did you read it? I read it as both. Mm. Okay. I read it as what happened, like flashback, mm. uh, possibly is what happened to Krypton and something that could happen to Earth and may be about to. Mm. That's how I take it. Okay. I think I'm in your camp too. <laughs> also, just, I mean, like, it's fun to theorize and stuff like that. Like, I love it. It's one of my favorite sports. <laughs> but I also like, I'm enjoying it so much. I just kind of want to let the show like wash over me a little bit too. You right. know, and I don't want to spend so much energy, like trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, all right. So any final thoughts, three episodes, how are we liking it so far? I'm liking it a lot. Um, one thing I didn't cover overall is just the style of the yeah. show this is just a general thought about everything we've seen so far just the animation style um the energy that it has clearly uh anime influenced mm-hmm. but in a hybridized way so like they're adding stuff of their own uh they're taking influences from action anime japanese animation they're also borrowing i feel a lot like they're inspired a lot by kind of the french anime hybrid hybrids that are out there like mm. um totally spies from 20 years ago oh wow oh, yeah, okay yeah. because lois lois's design lois could totally be a totally spy <laughs> like straight up i think that was i think that's very much uh an influence on lois's design from them uh but just overall like no i love the style of it i love that it's it's got you know just pieces from everywhere and, yeah. and, and by way of America, by way of American comics, like it's just throwing lots of stuff into the pot. And I think it looks really cool. You know what else it gives me vibes from mm-hmm. to maybe not so much in the visual sense, but, but in tone mm-hmm. airbender. A little bit, yeah. right? Like right the now, comedy yeah. feel like the, like the really snappy comedy feels so much like, like, Ang right. and yeah. the mm-hmm. cabbage guy, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Yep. Uh, I, you know, I'm not the biggest anime fan in the world. Right. I, you know, that's not, that's not news. Um, <laughs> but I do find like the charm of the show works because of it mm-hmm. and not in spite of it. Right. Um, I still, uh, I had a conversation with Tommy when I had seen the first two, I said, you know, I don't, I'm not sure why that was chosen that way to do, because I don't know if you would, you know, again, it's not like it's, it's, it's not not that anime is off putting to me. It's just one of those things where I, I stylize what it's too stylized for me sometimes. Okay. Mm. Um, you know, I, I just feel like there's not enough. Um, and maybe it's just my ignorance of, of anime, but it's one of the things where I just don't feel like there's enough um, stylization for characters. That's just me. Mm. That's me speaking for me. Um, but I, I in this, I, like I said, I just think that that it's it's so sweet and earnest. <laughs> And that the anime style works for it. I think right. a lot of the stuff that's the trope of anime works for it really, really well. Yeah. Mm. And I don't, I don't think, you know, again, I, I was telling Tommy, I just, you know, I, I'm still trying to find the exact like sweet spot of why it had to be anime, but at the same time, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that it is. <laughs> right. You know, that's where I'm at with that's it. Big. I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> that, 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 that's big news right there. Yeah, 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 that's not, you know, I mean, that was my, that was my biggest thing about, you know, watching in the first place. It was like, well, okay. And I, and I, and honestly, I tried to put myself back in time to the way I felt about when I first saw the shots of Brave and the Bold. Yeah. And immediately, immediately was like, ugh, turned my nose up at it. Oh, yeah. And, 
and and that now I, I'm like, you know, I, I'll champion that show all day long. Yeah. That show's amazing. Right, right. You turned you turned on Brave of the Bold. I did to I the ab- better. Like, to the better for sure. Yeah. I absolutely did. So I you know I love I, that show. That's a terrific show. So I was you know I, I try to put myself in the position of like well. You know, you love that. <laughs> and, you know, that one was great. And, it, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily what you thought it was going to be. So, you know. Yeah, I, like I said, I just, I just wondered, like I said, when I was talking to Tommy about that, wondered what the, what the, what the decision was. But I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I think it's great. Um, I can't wait to see where it goes. And I, let's, I will say this. The, I, I'm, I'm really impressed by the voice work. It's mm-hmm. something we haven't really talked about. Right. But I think the voice work across the board is pretty great. And I will say that um, the only one that I, that I was kind of like, huh, about was um, Chris Parnell as our mystery man. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and it's even more confounding, uh, I think we'll find. But not to spoil anything. But. No. If you're familiar with Chris Parnell um, and his work on other shows, uh, like uh, Rick and Morty and his SNL work. Right. Um, I like the guy. I think he does great work. <laughs> I just was kind of like, really? Yeah. That guy that is going too. to play. Yeah. I mean, you know, nothing again, nothing against him. He's a, he's, he's a fine voice actor and I've enjoyed his comedy for years, but I, I just, uh, you know, <laughs> no, I, I like never, it. I actually yeah. like it. Like, like, you know, I'm not, not making any, any, any excuses for it or anything like that. I think, I, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting, you know, uh, um, reinterpretation uh mm-hmm. on, on on some level i think I, I, right you know no i thought i thought it sounded cool i thought yeah. It, i thought it, yeah i'm with you i think everybody was really really good the anime influence thing i looked no farther other than you know the show is being made by probably people in their 20s and 30s and you know mm-hmm. they grew up on pokemon right and cowboy bebop and totally spies yeah right. you know totally like, spies. <laughs> and i just i i dig i dig that um it's like I'm turning the page on Bruce Tim and I'm not like, I still love that stuff, but it's so cool to get DC stuff that doesn't all look the same now. And I mm-hmm. think back to like the last couple of uh, like decade of shows a uh, decade or more like brave and the bold and, and green lantern and young justice. And they all like, there's not necessarily like a house style that everything fits in and everything like right. that. And you know, I liked that all the Bruce Tim stuff looked the same because it was all like a cohesive story and and connected. And I still like that stuff looks like that on occasion, but I like that we're playing with it more. And I, you know, mm. it's one of my favorite things about when a cartoon thing comes out. I immediately, when I hear something's being made, I immediately want to go like, "What's it gonna look like?" You know, mm. I can't wait till the first images come out. Yeah, I had that. The other thing I had was the, that that pang of like, well, they haven't announced it yet, but when are they announcing the comic book? Right, because <laughs> you know that's coming. If right, it does yeah, well, yeah. you know that yeah. should be the next thing. Is oh yeah, we're doing you know doing a right. comic book adventures. Just going back to voices for just one second. We do should give a shout out to Jack Quaid. Um, yeah, as mm-hmm. Clark. Yeah, because I forgot. Like I had heard in an announcement that it was going to be him, mm-hmm. and I, I've seen the boys. I've seen <laughs> Scream, mm-hmm. uh, the Scream films that he was in. I've seen him in stuff, and and so I was familiar with him. But I forgot <laughs> by the time I watched the show, mm-hmm. and didn't even realize it until the end credits. And so, oh yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> that's who it was. Like he was right. good. Like yeah, he was good. Because yes. I mean, if you know him from his other stuff, he plays in every man, especially in boys. Like he plays an every man character, right. but like a quirky, neurotic every man character, and not a Clark Kent wholesome every man character. Mm-hmm. 
And it was nice to see that he could, because that was my question. I was like, yeah, I don't know how I'll do, but like, yeah, no, he pulls off that, that charm, that yeah. like, that innocence, uh, very well, I think a different kind of every man. So do shout out to him. Uh, yeah. that was very good. The Chris Parnell character. The first time I, I thought he was King Faraday. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. At first. I and then that. I was like, oh, maybe because it's like an agent ish mm-hmm. character, uh, white hair. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, no, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I'm not opposed, but I'm curious. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm cautious, but intrigued mm-hmm. to see where this character goes. And so, um, and I didn't answer. So yeah, as far as, <laughs> as far as what I'm thinking, I, I love, love everything we've seen so far. I adore <laughs> this show so far. Okay. Um, and like I was kind of thinking when I first, when stuff finally started coming out, cause you know, we had those first, like, I don't know, like two images for like two and a half years, three years when they announced the show, but we didn't see anything for it for a long time. Um, you know, it's just, it's so cool to have a good Superman animated thing again, which, you know, mm-hmm. I, I looked it up like it was like 17 years since we had another uh, a Superman animated show. Right. Yeah, you know that's Legion. Like, <laughs> you yeah, know, right? But, yeah, right. that's a forgotten one. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's definitely cool. So, all right. So we are going to close out with um just some things that we're hopeful maybe we will that will pop up in the show like like you know um characters or things that we want to see through this filter. Uh, but first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on let me know how it is dot com or wherever you get your podcasts. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And finally, if you want to suggest a topic, let us know in the comments, Twitter at LMKHII, or email us at info at letmenowhowitis.com. All right, who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. I'm kind of hoping we're going to get Mixie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it will be fun. Yeah. I, I think I think it'll be, it'll be interesting and fun, and I also think it'll be a sort of a thing of much more of... Right off the bat, uh, being much more of a trickster god than we've ever seen him before. Right. You know, I'm, 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 I like so far what I've seen with lesser villains. Like, I hope we're not going to get to the A-listers right away. Yeah. Because I think what we're doing, you know, what they're doing so far with what they're building and layering, I think is great. So I, that's my, you know, and not that Mixie's not an A-list Superman villain, but it's one of those things where most people don't think of that character when, when they start talking about Superman's, you know rogues mm. so yeah I, I i hope we see him fairly soon <laughs> yeah i was thinking mixie as well mm. but thinking of just how more like how the show is currently a little bit grounded for now mm. and, and i don't think they're gonna build you know wider and wider as they go but just thinking of someone that i think could be on the horizon pretty quick is metallo Mm. Um, with just the, how the stories are going with this technology and and connections to possibly Krypton, um, as we theorize, I think there could be a fun take in there for for Metallo to come in and be a pretty good threat. Mm. I think it's interesting we didn't get any mention of Lana at all. Mm. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious what that's going to be like. Right. Um. Yeah. There's still a lot of ground to cover between yeah. like eight to 10 year old Clark in Smallville <laughs> and, and 20 ish year old Clark in Metropolis. So we might get filled in in flashbacks. But, um, 
it's tough. I mean, it's hard because it's so early and like, you know, a lot of, I mean, they, they, they've barely scratched the surface on things, but, um, you know, I really want luminous. <laughs> I so desperately want one. No, like, yeah. Want like that character have like more staying power. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I love luminous. All right. What's, what's Luminous's deal? He's a light centric, uh, bad guy that, that was also an original from Superman, the animated series. So he's kind of okay. like a Tron outfit. Right, visual right. yeah right that's, yeah. that's neat um and he's able to do stuff with like hard light and holograms and and okay. you know has a, has a, a bone to pick or a grudge against lois as well mm-hmm. right ah. so that was yeah i, yeah, I love that would Luminous. be a fun one to see yeah um yeah. and then bibbo because i love bibbo <laughs> and i think he's just so important as like the voice of the city mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so, but I'm sure we're gonna get to a lot of that stuff. I have faith. I have I have a lot of faith. Like I said, I love the show. So, it's uh, appointment watching for me <laughs> at the strange appointment time of midnight on a Thursday night <laughs> yeah, right. for a Superman cartoon. We didn't get into that, but that is a little odd. Uh, I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. for the kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So that's my adventures with Superman. Thursday nights at midnight on Adult Swim, next day streaming on Max. As always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on LetMeKnowHowItIs.com. There you can check out all of our past episodes or wherever you get your podcasts. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And we will see you guys next time.